Well, good day, you bloody champions. I hope you're terrific. Uh, to the people, a couple of people have reached out, a few people, more than a few people even, and gone, hey, Harps, how's your mum? And sent me some love and all those nice things. You're ace. Thank you to you people who did that. You didn't need to, but appreciate it. Uh, the old Dales, she's okay. She's not, she's not setting the world on fire, but she's doing all right. She's doing a little bit better. And um, I'll keep you posted. Today I want to talk to you about self-awareness understanding you trying to understand you better something i've been trying to do for decades is me understanding me managing me managing my mind managing my my body and my choices and my behaviors and my outcomes and my words as much as i can my thinking my data processing my beliefs and having awareness around all of that how much of that is just stuff that's just inherent and programmed or even genetic? How much of that is me consciously doing that thing, critically thinking, making a decision that's all me, no one else, and then doing that thing that's all me and then creating that outcome? So I've, I've spent a lot of my my personal journey trying to figure out me and manage me, and and that is really a self-awareness, not a self-loathing. There's been a bit of self-loathing in there, but it's it's meant to be a self-awareness, self-management, self-regulation, and I guess self-transformation journey is me managing me, me changing me, me thinking for me. Doesn't mean I don't need support or um, information or education or guidance. It doesn't mean that. But ultimately, in my life, on planet me, the buck stops with me. On your life, in your life, on planet you, the buck stops with you. The metaphoric buck stops with you. So here are some questions that I have asked myself and others for years, which help me uh, find a level of self-awareness, which in turn helps me to be clear about what I need to do and not do, what I need to do more of, less of, none of, some of, what decisions I need to make, what action I need to take, what direction I need to go. Now, because this is meant to be a brief podcast, it might end up being two parts. I'll see how I go. So question one is this, what am I avoiding that I should be addressing? I could expand that and say, what is the thing that I know that I should be doing, that I should be addressing, that I should be thinking about, talking about, that I should be changing? What's the thing that I know that I need to own up to, that I need to acknowledge, that I need to not push into the back of my mind and pretend isn't happening? What's the thing that I need to stop? What's the thing that I need to start or do more of or less of? But what what do I know that I'm avoiding? Also, I guess, not but. Also, what do I know that I'm avoiding? Because on some level, I don't want discomfort or uncertainty or unfamiliar, unfamiliarity, and I don't want to deal with the unknown. Th these are things that stop us from addressing the things that we should address. What's the thing that I need to do? Change, acknowledge, own up to step up to, start doing, stop doing. Number two is, are my choices and behaviours a reflection of my values? In other words, am I living in alignment? If you came and watched me, but you didn't talk to me or interact with me, but you could just observe me in conversations, at work, doing life, at the gym, 
hanging out. Just, I don't know, that would be a little creepy if you were observing me and I didn't know. But anyway, let's go with it. If you could just see how I lived, how I treated people, how I treated myself, how I ate, how I managed money, how I managed my business and the people that I work with and how I treated others and how I interact with my mum and dad and how Craig Harper does life. If you could observe that and I was living in alignment, then you would know what my values were without talking to me. If I was living an aligned life, you wouldn't need to ask me because my behavior would tell you. And so living in alignment it matters. And this is, and it's a cheesy, it's not a cheesy, it's it's actually a fucking amazing, amazingly powerful idea, but it gets thrown into the cheesy basket because it's kind of becomes just a saying. It comes just an expression of living your values or living in alignment. But for me, when I am living, truly living in alignment, that is I'm walking my talk. I'm not full of shit. I'm not pretending. I'm not just the guy that says all this stuff or writes all this stuff, but I am truly, uh, living my values, then for me, what happens is less frustration, less anxiety, less overthinking, less feeling like a fraud, more congruence, more joy, more fulfillment, more purpose, uh, more satisfaction. That's not to say that there's never a problem or a bad day. But for the most part, when I am living in alignment, when my choices and behaviors are in line with my values and my purpose and my goals and the things that I want to do be create, then I'm in a better place. But a really a good um, a good self awareness kind of door to open is that. What do I say matters? What do I say my values are? And what am I doing? Number three is how do I self sabotage? How do I self sabotage? So for me over the years, it's been a range of things. I'll say some of my stuff. You might hear yourself in that, but. For me, it's been putting crap in my body. It's been training stupidly, training too hard, training too little. Uh, it's been blowing money, spending money on shit that I didn't need to impress people that didn't care about me, I guess. Uh, instant gratification, um, wasting talent, wasting time, giving up, making excuses, rationalizing and justifying so so many things that I have done and so many things maybe that you've done also. So what is the thing that you do, which is essentially you handicapping yourself? Are you one of the people who goes, health is a priority for me? I want to feel good, function good, look good. It really matters that I have a healthy body and healthy habits and behaviors, yet you don't actually do that consistently. Well, if that's you, then that's self-sabotage. That's you getting in your way. Number four is this, what fear is behind my overthinking. If you are an overthinker, then probably the cause of that overthinking on some level is that you are scared of something. I'm not talking about have, being quite busy in the old head, as in you're creative and you have a lot of ideas and um, you know it's like a fertile little cognitive space up there. You're very creative. But I'm talking about that overthinking, that, that disempowering, crippling, um, that analysis paralysis kind of, you know, overwhelming overthinking that is about, oh, I don't want to fail. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to look silly. I want people to love me. What if they don't love me? What if they fucking hate me? What if I can't belong to the group? What if this hurts? What if, what if I'm in pain? 
what if in five years I'm, you know, and then we end up doing fucking nothing. And again, that is not only is overthinking a problem, but overthinking itself is a form of self-sabotage. So when we can figure out the fear behind the overthinking, what am I really scared of? Then we can deal with the fear. And then the overthinking will go down a notch or two or three. You will probably, if you're like most people, me included, there will probably always be a, a modicum of overthinking on planet U. Number five is this. So I'll do five and I'll come back later on. I'll do the last five. I've got 10. Number five is, is something I've spoken about many times before, which is technically what we call biofeedback. But the question around biofeedback is what is my body telling me? So your body is always telling you something. You don't need to overthink this. You don't need to go and read a book. You don't need to consult a genius. You don't need to, um, you know, maybe at some stage you do, but relevant to this question right now, you don't need a dietitian or a doctor or an exercise physiologist or a guru because your body is always talking to you. So if you've got lower back pain, your body's telling you something. If you're exhausted, it's telling you something. If you go and have a wee and it and it's, looks like Fanta or Coca-Cola, for God's sake, drink some water. If you haven't had a poo for four weeks, your body's telling you something. If you, if you, your posture's shitty and you've got headaches and your head sits forward of where it should normally sit, so not in a neutral position, in that kyphotic, hunchy back position, your body's telling you something. So your body is a source of information. Your body is its own intelligence, but sometimes we, the owner operators of this beautiful intelligence that is the human body sometimes we fuck it up because we don't listen listen to your body and if you don't know what the particular sign or symptom means then go see somebody but a lot of this stuff you know it's like if if you're fatigued or if your brain isn't working well you might go oh how's my sleep shit oh that could that could do it. Or am I dehydrated? Well, yeah, I don't drink much water. Well, your brain's 90% water, so drink some water, champ. I mean, you don't need to be a neurosurgeon, a rocket scientist, a Nobel Prize winner to ask great questions and to try stuff. We're not talking about, you know, um, world-changing research. We're just saying, you know, drink some water, have some sleep, move more. Uh, don't buy shit you don't need with money you don't have. Like this is, these are not uh, tricky questions. Probably the last one about money didn't really tie into the body, but nonetheless, not a bad question. There's some uh, there's some questions for you to get started around self-awareness. I'll be back tomorrow with part two of this. See you then. <laughs>